I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP Radio. Hello, my fellow GDP Yoga Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. right here at GDP Radio at GDPRadio.com. And uh, we're going to show the juice tonight, and uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Um, as kind of everything was uh, was up in arms this week, uh, I know uh, first I'm going to introduce Robert. Robert's actually in Orlando, and we were talking about this before. Um, so obviously our, our love goes out to Orlando and everyone affected by this tragedy. Um, but Robert, I was talking to you before the show, and it's, it's one thing to kind of read about this stuff from afar by the news, and it's kind of really hard to kind of understand the magnitude. But being in the thick of things and seeing the vibe in the city going down right now, it's, it's a hard time for your city, man. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's been a little uh, crazy, um, to say the least. I mean, because the uh, it, it, like you said, it's a different when you see something on the news. I mean, it's horrible and you can relate to it, but it's still a different kind of reality. And when you see it on the news all day, you know, because this was like, you know, a place I've driven by a thousand times, and it was a half mile away from where I was born. So. Um, it's a completely different reality. So it's, it shakes you up a little bit. Uh, I mean, not even accounting for all the people that died and all the implications of that. It's it's such a heavy story. And, of course, the lovely Stacey Morris is with us. And uh, Hayden, all the way from the U.K., is hanging up late for us uh, right now. But i, I got to point this out because, you know, it's hard to find, like, a a positive out of the situation. And there's no positive that can come from a situation like this. But when you do, you kind of see a glimpse into humanity. And I was watching uh, last week tonight, this week with John Oliver, and he, he pointed out the horrific nature of, of, of the attacks in Orlando, but then focused at the end and, and put a line, uh, a, a cell phone image of the line around the block of people who have who showed up to kind of donate blood because they were in need of desperate need of blood. And it's in those situations that you, you know, there's a lot of crappy people out in the world. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of rage. But when it comes like to something like that, and you see that line of people just waiting to help out, you kind of you kind of realize that, that being human is a trait we can all kind of relate to. And despite all our differences and, and beliefs and uh, politics, when it comes to it, uh, you know, when push comes to shove, that's kind of a, a lasting image to see such a long line of people willing to donate. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. there was. I think it was like the I think it's called the Equality Fund. I forget there was Equality Florida or something like that. But there was a GoFundMe set up on Monday, I think, 
to 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 benefit the the people, uh, the the family members and the people associated with those that were killed, and it's up to almost five million dollars. Um, wow, uh, that's amazing. Go fuck. Well, when yeah, if, uh, Disney is going to give another million million dollars on top of that. Yeah, see, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing can ever make right what happened and, and compensate for the loss of life. But it always seems whenever somebody comes out of the woodwork and, and just represents the worst, you know, part of humanity, that most of us respond, you know, with our best side, which is, you know, it's a nice, it's nice to see. And that's all we can yeah. do, I think is like like remember our humanity and remember that how important it is just to be kind to your fellow humans, you know? And not just at a time like this, but all the time. But this times like this really magnify that need. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And uh yeah, just to, to kick off the show tonight, uh, we want to send a love to everyone in Orlando and send our love to Robert down there because um, you know, in the city you're gonna come across a lot of people who are going to be directly affected by that tragedy for the rest of your life probably and it's you know as the, the headlines start to fade away and it's no longer the trending topic on twitter you know there's a lot of rebuilding emotionally and, and, and you know financially that that area is going to have to deal with so uh, our thoughts go out to you and it's so important like at times like this that uh you know a, a lot it kicks up a lot of discussion and a lot of debates and you know a lot of things start you know conversations start happening and uh I think it's kind of important to realize that, you know, we don't have all the answers and we just need to listen to each other and understand each other and try to like talk our, talk our way through this with each other because it's something hard to, to grasp and uh, sitting there spitting at each other across the aisleways trying to figure things out uh, usually doesn't help anything. I don't think anyone in a Twitter war has ever solved anything. So the best thing we can yeah. do in this situation is just be kind to each other. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can pretty much guarantee that, that nobody's ever fixed anything with with a tweet. Yeah, yeah. that's a good and, you know, point. That, I mean, that's something that, that I think that needs to be you know discussed too, because you know everyone all you know you go on Facebook, you go on Twitter, and everyone has the answer to fix things and how do we fix this? And they've got this answer. I think there's a lot of power in the in, the, in doubt. I think there's a lot of power in admitting to ourselves that we don't have the answer, and we need to be willing to kind of. You know, we have that, that intense certitude of this is how we do things. And once you let that certitude down and be open to ideas, I think that's when we move forward in, in trying to fix stuff like this so it doesn't happen again. I'm getting a lot of background noise from somebody. Yeah, I'm hearing it too, man. Yeah, me too. I hope too. it's not a um, – I'm on speaker. Will that do it? I have no idea. All right, let I don't me, know. Let me get uh, well, yeah, it might. It... Okay, now is that better? Me. Yeah, that's better for you for sure. Yep, yep seems like it. Okay. Um, but that brings us into our topic we're going to talk about tonight, and uh, we're going to get there in just a second. Uh, but real quick, I just want to go over the schedule, take care of some business. Uh, Hayden's here, as always, and uh, Hayden takes care of the DDP Yoga uh, certification program. He's your go-to guy for all that stuff, ddpyogacertification.com. He is the expert in the DDP Yoga certification program. He's over in the U.K. right now. Um, and uh, if you have any questions for him, feel free to either call in tonight or email us on the show, and we will get back to you uh, within tonight or next week or whatever. 
or you can shoot a uh, message in the chat room if you'd like. Uh, but a lot of stuff going on with certification programs. Uh, and also we have the, uh, the GDPO, the workshops, uh, which are constantly being booked, and we got a lot of stuff on the table that are, are trying to work towards. And, uh, you know, um, as I'm kind of filling time while this loads, <laughs> um, the GDPO, the workshop, we have uh, Saturday, August 6, 2016, that is the DDP Yoga Ultimate Workshop at the DDP Yoga Performance Center in Smyrna, Georgia. Uh, you guys have seen the, the Performance Center all over YouTube and, you know, on television, on map and stuff like that. So you know how much of a great venue it is. And it's a full-day workshop. It's not the regular workshop. It's the Ultimate Workshop, uh, which is a full day of, 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 of clean eating techniques. And there's a meal and there's workouts and all kinds of fun stuff. That's Saturday, August 6th. Uh, also, Saturday, August 13th, um, the Edwards Sports and Events Center in Romeoville, Illinois, uh, a DDP yoga workshop. Inspiration means perspiration with DDP himself. You want to book that as soon as possible because these things most all the time will sell out. So you're going to get your tickets while you still can. And then October 1st, um, kicking off the fall season in uh, Michigan, uh, Beverly Hills, Michigan at Greenfield Elementary Another DDP Yoga Inspiration Meets Perspiration Workshop. Dallas is on the road working hard. So you guys are going to come out, show them some love, send some love, and uh, build some sweat on the mat. Uh, for all information yeah. on DDP Yoga Workshops. Oh, what's up, Robert? The cool thing about, just so everybody knows, the cool thing about that October 4th, uh, 1st workshop in uh, uh, in Michigan, is that that's going to have a, an extra dose of inspiration because Zach Gowan is going to be there as well. Which oh, wow. to talk about that. That's a, great seg- that's a great segue to kind of talk about that. You know, Robert, I know you, you talked with uh, Zach uh, quite a bit. Uh, he's been a guest on the show, friend of DDT Radio, of course. Uh, I've had the pleasure of interviewing him at the, in Charlotte last year. And, wow, just Robert, you think I'm here. I'll, he'll explain this week. So I'll explain the what? This what he was doing this week on on national oh, yeah. TV. Yeah, so that was awesome. Yeah, he competed in a, a American Ninja a Warrior, and uh, he didn't make it all the way through, but he made it one hell of a run and farther, I think, than anybody thought that a guy with only one leg could do. So, I mean, his whole thing, no matter what he's doing or where he's going, he, he's, he just inspires everybody. So that was a... Uh, him taking that to a national level, and I hope he got a lot of good press out of that, and, and he just did a fantastic job. There's There's been some residual things that have come from that. He got a, a segment on the Daily Show, I mean, not the Daily Show, the Today Show. Uh, they had a little thing up on their, their website and on the show uh, highlighting his performance on American Ninja Warrior, and then also WWE.com did a really great uh, write-up on him, too. And it's always funny when you kind of look at these articles that flow through your Facebook page or Twitter you know, talking about his appearance, it says, handicaps, one-legged star, Zach Gowan, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I, I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, can you technically call it a handicap if he's more capable of, of these things than 85% of the country ever would be? It's just so weird that they refer to that as a handicap. <laughs> you put him next to me and you have us do that course, and then you decide which one of us has the handicap. <laughs> He is amazing. Uh, I mean, I know that had to have inspired so many people. He, he, really, he really is a hell of a guy and a hell of an inspiration. And if you guys go back to our uh, past DDP Yoga episodes uh, here at DDP Radio uh, and check those out, he has an amazing story to tell. 
um, about his, his cancer as a child, losing his leg, training to become a wrestler, his, his chip on his shoulder once he got in his business, the bad road he went down, and then turned it all around, his recovery, and uh, now he's inspiring the world. So congratulations, Zach. Uh, great job, man. Great job. You're truly an inspiration, and, and we've done a couple things at ddpyoga.com, too, that highlight his, uh, his amazing story. So uh, go look out for that for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Anyways, yeah, uh, we're going to start our topic today, and, and, and Stacey brought this up to our attention, and I thought this was brilliant. I thought this was – there was so many places where we can go with this, uh, and I know from personal experience this is something I, I deal with uh, very regularly. Um, you know, we live in a world now where, you know, despite the, uh, you know, all of the, uh, you know, volatility aside, uh, in the world we live in, um, you know, back in the day, you were able to go home, turn on the news for half an hour, get 30 minutes worth of bad news, and move on with your day. And uh, we live in a world now where via Facebook updates and phone notifications and, you know, email, just everything coming at us all day, shootings, death, war, destruction, um, you know, poverty, just, you know, and it's so good to be kind of uh, aware of this stuff because, you know, that's the way we change things. But when all this bad news is coming at us 24 hours a day via the Internet and the 24-hour news cycle, it's going to have an effect on your, your own personal happiness and your own mind and well-being, uh, mental well-being. And we want to discuss today how we kind of navigate around the stress in our lives and the constant uh, barrage of negative media and negative discussions that come our way. And I think this has truly affected myself personally and not only my health, my happiness, my, my, my daily life. And it's, it's something that a lot of people deal with. And it's a new phenomenon. You know, 10 years ago, we didn't have this 24-hour uh, news hitting us all the time. And, uh, Stacey, you brought the subject to us. So I wanted you to kind of talk about, like, what you were trying to get across in this week's show and uh, where you want to go with this uh, topic. Well, you know, the events obviously in Orlando brought brought it to the forefront. I mean, because it's just the the intensity of of the one event and then there were two other tragedies back to back. Um, you know, I, I know see this is the the difference now. Um, you know, obviously we've got more news coming at us, but since I got, you know, so to speak clean and sober several years ago, um, I feel things more deeply because I'm not I'm not in a stupor, you know. I'm not drugging myself. I'm not semi-conscious, you know. So that that's a, a factor that I think is probably true for a lot of people in the community, you know, uh, who've taken their lives back and are eating clean and they're just more, you know, you you kind of get your your energy levels back, which is great, but you're also, you know, you're more um, vulnerable to to feelings, good and bad. So it, it's it's some and it's something that I, you know, I'm aware of, and I I just agree to sit with it and deal with it. But if you're not really aware of the fact that if, you know you're you're not drugging yourself, you're going to be a little more vulnerable to the negativity from from people in general, and and especially from the media, which their job is to get, you know, get our tails wagging, to pull our tails. And you have to be aware of that, too. So um, part of my strategy, in addition to just like, okay, I'm going to deal with whatever's going on, 
and and feel it and and maybe you know go process it out through a walk or a workout um now i lost my train of thought guys bear with me i'm in menopause (laughs) i lost the train but um you know it's oh i know what i was going to say uh also you, you have to you know kind of be your own policeman or woman it's good to stay informed. You know, you don't want to bury your head in the sand, but regulate your contact with the news. And you don't need to be listening to it even every hour. I mean, we're so conditioned now with the 24-hour news stations, but I take it in very small increments, especially during, you know, this election time, which I find just not the election itself annoying, but the way the media is covering it incessantly. Uh, and all they're doing is speculating on things that probably won't even happen. So I just, you know, I tune in maybe a couple times a day, if that. Some days I just, I just shut it out, you know. But really, if you ha- if you live with somebody who's a news junkie, you're going to have to take steps to manage that and and to you know remove yourself or maybe have a talk and say, listen, I I don't want this on all the time. I find it very agitating. You know, so um, th- those are some of my big strategies. Uh, and there's nothing really, I mean, the, the, the reality is uh, what happens to other people and what happens, you know, in the world is, is out of our control. So that's another reason to kind of, you know, limit, limit your contact with the news feed. I mean, you can, you can get out there and make a difference in your own life. And we were talking before we got on the air, you know, about the importance of just being, you know, being good human beings to one another. And I think if you do that, that kind of changes the vibe of of the horror that's been, you know, coming through our airwaves. Is just be as kind as you can be to those who matter to you and, and take really good care of yourself. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree. And I, I think policing yourself is such a crucial uh, point to make. And not only just the, the negative news and stuff, but um, I have a problem personally, and Katie will attest to it. Like, I'll have to ask her to shut things off. Like, certain things, like, you know, certain, like, 2020 episodes or 60 Minutes where there's kids that are that are hurt or affected. Like, some of that stuff that I see uh, on, on television or on the Internet um, you know, I consume it and, and I and I hear it and, I, and I'm empathetic to it and, and, and it saddens me. But for me, I feel like more than most people, I feel like it's a problem. I end up internalizing it and, and it sticks with me in, in a way that's probably not healthy that I can't get off my mind. And it's a feeling of helplessness and depressing. Uh, and it, it sometimes it's it's borderline. You know, you know, it just it sticks in my mind. And it definitely affects my happiness to the point where. It's it's sad because you want to be aware of these things, but you have to kind of police uh, yourself to make your own life, you know, uh, you know, function uh, normally. Um, and I think that we all kind of have coping mechanisms when it comes to shutting out part, certain ugliness in the world. Um, you know, some people it comes out in, in 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 certain ways, and I think that's the reason why. Like, there's all there's so many wild conspiracies about everything because people just have a hard time accepting that maybe things are just random. And it's kind of, it's terrifying to think that, that there's, there's this thing that can, that someone in Orlando 
with an agenda to go out there and just destroy the lives of so many people. And it's terrifying. And if we dwell on that fact that at any time shit can just completely go batshit insane, it's going to hover over us and it's going to consume us. And I think being able to kind of filter uh, yourself and, and definitely be empathetic to the problems and, 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 you know, trying for change while also working around that to make our own life uh, functional is a skill nowadays. It's, it's a necessity, but it's a skill, and it takes work to kind of navigate that kind of fine balance. Yeah. And yeah. Also, I agree with what, uh, agree ahead, with what Stacey said. It, I, uh, the news cycle around here on Monday, it was there wasn't any channels really, you know, other than like HBO or something, but all the local channels were just blanketed, and you couldn't even yeah. turn on even the radio stations were, were had switched over to to strictly covering the news. There was no music played whatsoever that I could find on Monday. So I was sitting here going as as this is like it was driving me crazy. I had to get away from it, you know, because I wanted to know more. But on Tuesday, it was like I had to shut it down because I, I couldn't deal with it anymore. But could you imagine being like a sports? Uh, a newscaster or a, a, a talk show radio host who's got to live in these news events. I, I don't know how they do it. Oh, I know. And that I, I, I don't think I'd be sane if I had to constantly uh, just delve into that, that world and those topics. But, you know, you can, uh, what, this is what I did last night. I mean, you can control what is coming through your screen and what your eyeballs are looking at. Um, after, you know, we watch the nightly news, you know, dinnertime news, but um, normally what we used to do the past several months was, you know, Bill is a news junkie, and he, he flips it right to CNN. Somehow last night we left it on uh, NBC, and a game show came on at 8 p.m. in primetime, and it was one of my favorite game shows as a kid, and they're bringing it back. It's called To Tell the Truth. And it was just absolutely lighthearted and silly and fun. And Betty White was one of the guests. And it was on for a whole hour. And I'm like, oh, my God. I know they taped this ahead of time. They had no idea how much America needs this right now. You know? And if you don't have a big cable package, Go out and buy DVDs, you know, of your favorite sitcom. Uh, watch them on YouTube. Make yourself, you know, expose yourself to some humor and some some comedy and, or, or, you know, something beautiful, something funny. But you, you can't tune in to the horror. Yeah, yeah, music. Just even better, turn the television off. I do that sometimes. And if you do live with a news junkie, two words, earbuds. You know, I keep my phone on me and I keep earbuds and I just literally oh, tune it out sometimes. <laughs> no. But but you, you know, know the the turning works. off the T V the, the turning off the T V thing, Louis C. K, uh comedian, brilliant comedian, probably is the best comedy show on in the past fifteen years on FX FX right now. Um, he, he did this bit, and it was, it was kind of it was a, it was a funny bit, it was a comical bit, but it was so true. Um, we are constantly living in a world where where we have everything, uh, all the the problems in the world within the palm of our hand or on the television and stuff. And you know, whenever we get sad or we get stressed or we get anxious or we get scared, 
our first instinct is to grab that phone and distract ourselves from it or grab that TV and distract ourselves from it. But meanwhile, when we distract ourselves with that, we have so much other information and an overwhelming of senses coming at us. And there's something to uh, just embracing the silence with just putting your devices down, turning your, your TV off, sitting there by yourself with no distractions and just being human, like living with that emotion. And sometimes if it means confronting thoughts and feelings that you don't want to, that you've suppressed and, and distracted yourselves with media or, or phones or it's such a beautiful moment to just sit there and do nothing and just let everything just happen. The emotions happen, the thoughts happen. It really is a yeah. society where we just, we can't sit still, you know, and just, we, if the second we have silence or, or, or nothing going on, our first instinct is to fill that. Oh yeah. that That's a great point. I mean, silence is very healing and, I think as a as a culture we've become so uncomfortable with it, you know, we we avoid it, and it really is. Um, I think it it should be embraced more. No, yeah, definitely. And you know, Robert, you know, you're in the thick of things right now, so obviously it's kind of different for you, as we talked about earlier. But you know, for us, in the next couple months, the national news is going to find a new outrage. To- you know, class of tans do, and uh, it's going to find a new new story to lead the the top of the hour with. But everyone in Orlando, this is going to stick around a lot longer for the, than the rest of us, and you know, it's going to have a profound, more profound act uh, uh, on your daily life and on your mood and your attitude for quite a lot longer than uh, what we are. How are you going to kind of, you know, counterbalance the the process of you know, healing in the city and, and the heaviness that hangs over that city while also trying to live your life, you know, to the most normal you possibly can. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clue. I mean, yeah. it was intri- like the city, like there's a candlelight vigil that's going to happen in, in, in Lake Eola, which is downtown Orlando this weekend. And on the Facebook page for it, it's going to happen on, on the 19th. 21,000 people said that they're going. Um, so I, I know that there's a lot of different events this weekend, uh, a whole lot of promotions to make uh, make money for for the the families of, of those that were affected. I think it's just something that you just kind of get through. Um, I don't know if there is a is a uh, uh, I mean, how do you do you deal with something like that as as a city or as a people when it's not something that you've really experienced before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very new territory. It's almost, I mean, I would think it's probably a little like uh, mourning or grieving. You know, you have to go through stages and just, um, you know, let let it process through you, you know, and see. It's nothing you can predict or set a timetable for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like the normal grieving process, you know, because it's different for different people. And, of course, there were some people like, that had family members there and there's some people that knew people there and there's different, you know, uh, there's a whole lot of different stages of grief going on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, and, and it's times like this. I mean, that part of the reason I wanted to have this as a topic, is, it, you know, it's so upsetting on so many levels um, that it can um, unconsciously like sneak up on you. This, you know, you might be feeling blue 
<clears throat> or sad or whatever, and it just, you know, part of you says, I've had enough of this, you know. I need some cake or I need to go to a drive through And, you know, we just want... We just want there to be an awareness of it, that's normal. It, it's when you're feel, feeling vulnerable, and you, it's normal to want comfort. But, um, you know, don't take it to a level where the comfort's going to turn to destruction. You know, it's just because that's, then you'll have compounded problems. So, well, a lot of, I, a lot I, of people will, a lot of people go overboard to, 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 so they don't feel the feelings and then mm-hmm. they end up feeling like shit and they still have the feelings there anyway. That's it. The, the, That's exactly, sad, that was my life for, for 25 years. And the sadness isn't what bothers me. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to feel something. It's good to feel empathetic. My biggest fear is the fact that these, these incidents and these, these horrifying just experiences in our country and the world are happening on such a regular basis my fear isn't feeling sad about it. My fear is feeling nothing about it. Being on such a regular course that it becomes part of our day that we just learn to deal with it. That's more frightening than actually having emotion is having it so frequent and so often that there is no emotion aside to it. And it's, it's, it's yeah. scary. It's scary because you look past, you know, all the incidents in the past year. Someone brought up an incident to me, incident to me the other day that was from several months ago, a, a mass shooting in I kind of forgot it even happened. And the, the, when it, when things in the world get, like, so frequent that you forget, like, significant, like, stories like that, you, you worry about your own kind of humanity because, you know, you don't want to, like, brush it under the rug and feel nothing. You want to feel, you want to be empathetic to the situation. And it, it's mm-hmm. scary for that reason, but it's also scary to think that I'm going to be in mourning for the rest of my life if these things just keep happening. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a certain amount of disconnect you have to have to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a couple email questions that we're going to get to in just a second. But first, I want to grab Travis because Travis has been waiting on the phone uh, for a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, Traveling yeah, Travis. Your vitamin C, baby. Yeah, Travis, uh, Mike wants to grab you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about how I feel about that. But, uh, <laughs> Helicopter, doesn't he? <laughs> 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 above the scene, he was a yeah, I know. Hey, so, but I wanted to, I wanted to really uh, mention real, real quick. As far as navigating the negative stone, you know, evil is going to happen to you no matter what. So it's like you know, living life at 90%. It kind of goes along with that. Because, uh, I mean, Dallas talks about has talked about this a lot recently, where you are focusing on breathing in uncomfortable situations, and not just you can take that not just physically, but just day to day life. We should not let evil things, whether it's happening around us or happening to us, 
keep us put forward and keep us doing the good thing and the right thing. The book begins good things that are happening in our life, like uh, like somebody getting certified. I'm sure you have something profound to say, but I didn't catch a single word of that. Robert, did you get that? No, I think if we put I, if we put what we heard together, we may have a full sentence. I got yeah. some of it. Uh, Why does it sound like someone's beating a washing machine? Do you hear that? I hear it, yeah. I laugh, I, laugh, I laugh at your helicopter joke, but I'm starting to think he actually is in a helicopter. Yeah, I wish yeah, the helicopter would be easier to heal me a little bit better now. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But, Travis, you, you brought up a, an excellent point that I forgot, you know, about, which is the obvious, and that is breathing. You know, just stopping and taking some slow, deliberate breaths. Uh, I was reading a book recently on meditation, and, you know, we all know when we get anxious, our heartbeat increases, and that... that sends everything into overdrive well um, the brain actually has its own form of heartbeat and that is regulated by the pace of our breathing so and and when when the brain um, when the heartbeat of the brain gets too high that's when the mind races and anxiety gets even more you know acute so it, it all made sense to me I'm like that's why Dallas is always saying stop and breathe you know because it has a direct corollary to the mind and probably all the other body functions, you know, that uh, are attached to that. So um, right. that's really a great point, and, and we can do this anytime, anywhere. And yeah. what I was saying, breathing in uncomfortable situations, whether it's physically happening or whether it's just situational, we should not let, what I was saying was, we should not let, Evil things, whether it's happening to us or whether it's Donald Trump or whatever, whether it's to us or around us, we should not let bad things keep us from doing the good things. Very, very yeah, much so. Absolutely. We, we appreciate you checking in, Travis. Uh, that was Travis Roberts. Uh, have a, have a safe the journey, Travis. Safe travels. Take, Take care, care yep. And uh, did somebody warn right. them down in Smyrna that he's heading over there because they might need a little bit of reinforcement <laughs> the walls or something? No, uh, it's a lot more fun when, when he just shows up. Oh, gosh. That'll be a <laughs> good time. I just, uh, you know, we, we, ha- we haven't um, heard from Hayden. And, Hayden, I hope we are not scaring you away from the USA. No. It's Do you just, still want to come? I'd love to come over there. I just think it's... Okay. It's really, you sit over here in the UK and you watch these things unfold. And it's really heavy from, like you say, from a personal perspective, from sort of your emotional side of things. The hardest thing for me as an outsider looking in is kind of picking up on what Mike was saying. It's like it's constant. It's always there. You literally, I wake up in the morning, it's on Facebook someone's tweeting about it not someone but everybody is tweeting about something that's happened in the world whatever the latest bad thing that's happened is it's everywhere and it's constant um and it is being able to manage like you said 
turn off the TV or turn off the news, find something else to do. On a personal level, what I tend to do is I just tend to turn my phone off and just get away from social media and get away from all that and try and let that side of things, like you say, take stock of everything for a little bit just for yourself, just in silence, maybe go for a walk, maybe do something, get on the mat, do something that's positive for yourself um, or surround yourself with some humour of some description, go and see some friends, anything along those lines, but just try and stay away from social media and the news outlets for a little while just to let it all sink in. Yeah, and sometimes I wonder if if things are just a lot worse now than they ever have been before or just because of the the access to information that we have if it just if we're just much more aware of it or if it's just a mixture of both well it's it's there all the time it doesn't matter what kind of news it is it could be the latest celebrity death it could be uh, a new war has broken out somewhere in the world right through to like what happened in Orlando it's always there so it, thanks to the medium of social media, we've got a wonderful tool that's used for everything positive, but also it's really a terrible thing for getting all the negativity out there as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so much of the time, we are our minds are in the Facebook or in the Twitter. Um, you know, we, 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 spend, we depend on so much of our lives being within that medium that it's kind of hard for human beings to to be present outside of it. I mean, we go to restaurants, oh. and my biggest pet peeve in restaurants is sitting there with friends and someone starts pulling out their phone. It's kind of hard to be present like, here in this moment. Our minds are often so all over the place and elsewhere. Minds are in Orlando with the shooting or, or Hollywood with this or, or the U.K. Our minds are constantly yep. else, elsewhere that we can't be present in the moment with the people that we're with at this time. Yeah. I uh, will divulge that I am uh, a Facebook addict and it annoys everybody around me and it can affect every single section of my life from how I feel when I wake up in the morning to how I feel about going to work to how I feel about going to do my classes whether I've got the motivation to get on the mat myself right through to what I eat through the day like Stacy was saying it can affect your mood so you might go and want to junk out for a few hours instead of actually eating clean and sensibly it's just it's always there and yet you i can't get away from it i can't turn it off but in times of need like this it's there to help try and spread some positivity but it's full of negativity at the same time so how do we win it's got you by the balls though i mean as much mm. as you i mean I'd love to say that I would love to turn off Facebook, and I would. But so much of not just your personal life, but information that you need, or, or if I need answers to this, or if I'm looking for information on this, or if my work is posting this and I need to get, you know, so much of our lives is, is intertwined with the social media that's outside of the, the, the posting of the witty statuses or the complaining or whatever. Um, our life is so much wrapped into it. If I want to look for a restaurant, I look at their menu on Facebook. It's got you by the balls. And I laugh because I see this constantly. People, I'm so sick of social media. I'm quitting. I'm done with it. I'm deleting my account. And then two weeks later, or like less than two weeks, a week later they pop back up because it's got you by the balls. And it knows it has you by the balls. Well, I mean, when I say... 
yeah, when I say turn it off, I don't mean I don't mean like like quit Facebook and never visit a social media site again. I mean you can. I mean it's just like anything else. You got to do it with moderation. I mean, if you sit oh, on, yeah. on Facebook mm. all day, I mean, especially on on my feed because Mullins is always there saying something stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, with like anything else, if it's taking things over, you gotta you gotta dial it back and and definitely block Mike. But you know, <laughs> uh, no, I, I I think turning actually shutting the phone off or or the computer that that is a great answer even if it's just for an hour at least that's an hour where you have uh you know no facebook encroaching on you you know and you have a break a break is a break you know start with an hour break work your way up because the other thing as well with facebook in particular is you've got every single major news channel has got some kind of facebook sponsored ad going out there. So even if you yeah. think you can get away from it by seeing what your friends are up to, you can't because for me, there'll be a BBC ad. There'll be someone who shared something from somewhere. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is. It's constant. And you carry um, that with you in your pocket everywhere you go. Yeah. One thing that I do uh, make a point, you know, especially if I'm if I'm feeling stressed or down or whatever, they always say it's better to um, instead of dwelling on your stuff, help someone else. So I'll go on the DDP oh. page and encourage people, you know, or I'll answer a question. And I'll, I use it for that. Uh, and so that's a constructive use, you know. That's a don't, great you know, don't, Yeah, don't, don't waste time lurking and reading everyone's stuff. I mean, you know, that's okay, I guess, once in a while. You can make it a constructive um, engagement when you're on, too. Mhm. Yeah, that's 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 a great point. And you know, sometimes it, you know, as a side, we focus on the negative things, and sometimes if we're looking at a negative situation, like the constant barrage of news and social media and, and the the overwhelming information that we have available to us, if we look at it through the positive that we could do with it, with we have so much information on these little devices that a hundred years ago wasn't even a thought process. You couldn't even imagine that type of that type of information at your fingertips and we do the most mundane shit with it. Like, we have the ability to do freaking amazing things with our phones if we just pick the stupidest things to, to do with it. And if you actually look at the positives and, like, what great could come from this little thing and what great things I could do, it might inspire us to kind of better the situation. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I'd like to see a social experience experiment. I'd like to see Mark Zuckerberg just shut it off for two weeks and see the world just flip out. It would be quite interesting. Oh. For real, if be... he cut that out for two weeks, I wonder, I wonder what kind of consequences would happen. There'd be a few Ooh. nervous breakdowns, I think. <laughs> There'd be a collective of everyone walking out their front door for the first time in six months. And where, what happened there? <laughs> Uh, but, uh, Stacey, you have a couple of email questions that we wanted to get to, too. Um, did you want to uh, yeah. have those available? Yeah, I do. Uh, this is from uh, a guy named Michael McGovern. He said that he is in uh, the world of golf tournaments and, and works 16, 18-hour days. And he's having some challenges staying consistent with the workouts. And I think it's, 
you know, squeezing the time in. Even He said he's even having difficulty with wake up. I'm not quite sure what he means. Um, I tried to wake up just not helping with the ability to withstand the entire day. Um, you know, 16, 18-hour days are tough. But um, I would I would shoot for make it a little more doable. Like shoot for three times a week the the shortest workout that you have on DVD. See if you can do that. I mean that's my advice. Um, but the end, you know, don't don't let your your job or whatever's going on in your life take everything from you. Working out is so important. You know, don't back burner it completely because it's going to affect your health. Yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely, I completely agree. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, we're young. I, I want to make money while I can. You know, I want to, you know, do as much as I can, work as much as I can. Sometimes you get a balance whether your your work life is, is um, making your life worth it. Sometimes if we spend our whole life working and sleeping and then enjoying nothing, uh, you know, we could – you know, we miss a lot, and, and making a point to get on the mat and work out, and uh, making a point to live life in general. You know, it's kind of hard when bosses, you know, breathing down your neck. But you need to remember that you got to live a life too. And the fact that we work, you know, I, a lot of people say, like, I have a buddy of mine who always complains. He goes, I don't, I don't do, I don't like my job. I don't do what I want to do. And I'm like, yeah, there's very mm-hmm. few people who actually enjoy what they do. You know, there's there's, there's some. But there's very few people that actually, like, are doing what they're passionate about for their job. But the fact that you do that job and you bring home a check every week enables you to kind of fund your passions on your own time. But that's really important in the work, you know, play dichotomy to be able to work so that you can kind of enjoy life outside of working and fund the things you're passionate about and love to do. And when it's all work, then it's kind of kind of hard to keep the motivation there. So you to make sure you enjoy yourself and kind of unwind a bit, too. Yeah, I mean, 16, 18-hour days are not normal on an ongoing basis. So you might have to have a little talk with your boss. Are you trapped in some warehouse somewhere? What? I said, is is he trapped in some overseas warehouse, like working for a nickel an hour? Like, is this a cry for help? Do you need to call somebody? Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know, but that... (laughs) 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 But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just... Yeah, you have to... Be very protective of your life, and, and everyone's got the right to, uh, you know, have a good mm-hmm. life. And, and I, I've been at jobs where I've had to, you know, e- either try to set limits, and if, if I wasn't listened to, uh, I, I knew it was time to move on. But there are companies yeah. who will, who will they're very um, predatory, and, and they're like vampires. And if, if, you know, I don't know if that's this guy's situation, but... You know, if you don't have time for a 25-minute workout three times a week, you might want to reevaluate, you know, the, the situation. Yeah, without what, a doubt. What's, and what's the, the next the, the – oh, Hayden, did you have something? No, I was just agreeing with you on everything. Oh. I mean, that's a, that's a long time. My only yeah, question would my, be what, what sort of downtime does he have in terms of, like, off days, weekends, things like that? Because yeah. he could probably try and do, if, if you have two days off a week, not everybody does, but if you do, you could fit two workouts in on those days. And then mm-hmm. you've only got to fit the third one in midweek. Yeah, so great, great idea. Balance it a bit. 
Uh, another question, a, a person didn't sign their name. I don't know if it's a guy or a, a woman, but I think Hayden and Robert will have to take this one. Mike, Mike you and I will sit this one out. First all of right. all, um, he's recovering from knee surgery, and that's why he bought the DVDs, and it's helping. However, um, he wants to know how he, he or she could tweak the workouts and the meal plans to help him gain weight. I think it's oh, totally wow. a Hayden, <laughs> Hayden question. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Uh, gaining, <laughs> weight. Um, gaining weight in a healthy way, of course, you know. Yeah, so we're probably going to be talking muscle mass more than anything else. So, I mean, yeah. straight away it's going to be increasing proteins um, mm. and that kind of thing. I know that the vegan people will laugh and probably have a go at me for saying it, but... Yeah, definitely if you eat meat, increase the amount of meat and eggs and things like that you're getting in your diet. But it's a difficult one. With Someone asked me this the other day via an email, and I kind of responded with the similar answer about just increasing the amount of food you're taking in, but making sure it's good quality food, so it's good quality protein, plenty of greens, etc. Um, and obviously with the workouts, just keep going through everything that we've got on the app or on the DVDs, um, you might want to think about incorporating something in there, maybe some weights of some description, but I don't do weight training, so I have no idea whether that would be a good idea or not. It would help maximize size, but I don't know if that's where you want to go. So that's pretty much all I've got at the moment when it comes to that side of it. Yeah, and yeah. I know Robert. Robert, you've you know had an issue with wanting to gain weight at one point, and there are healthy ways to do it. I mean, there are healthy fats, you know, that yeah. come from plant sources like you know nuts and avocados and coconut, and mm-hmm. um, that that's a good way to you know just increase some of that, and, and the protein as well. Yeah, don't yeah, don't go on any you know fast food vendors. That's that's not what we're no, after. No, no, no. But yeah, you know, clean, healthy sources, uh, preferably plant when possible. But you know, if you're if you're not vegan or vegetarian, uh, grass-fed beef is a great option. You know, not not all the time, but I, I guess two or three times a week might be okay. Um, we'll have to ask Nancy next time she's on. But um, yeah, just try try upping the fat, the healthy fat uh, in your life and see what happens with some good protein. I I get now that you, uh, why you asked uh, Hayden and Robert this, but when you, you know, you want healthy weight, but when you're asking them, I'm like, but with the wrong person to ask how to gain weight there, because I can gain weight like a tramp. <laughs> Like I know. Well, yeah, <laughs> I I can give people all kinds of pointers, but it's not it's not yeah, the, the not road you want to be taking. <laughs> it is. It's a very unusual one that comes to us occasionally. And like I said, I got it in an email the other day. Someone again asking the same question about wanting to gain weight. He was training to be um, a wrestler, and obviously, I think he'd been told he was too small, and just wanted to gain some weight. And with this program in particular, the one thing that we don't really deal with is sort of weight gain, uh, muscle gain, etc. is more based on, as you know, rehabilitating injuries and the weight loss being a good side effect of that process, etc., etc. So 
it's a difficult one. I think increasing healthy fats, increasing the healthy proteins, maybe getting a good quality protein powder like Orgain or something like that in there as well would help. Definitely. And there's a lot of people who, uh, who, who, there's a lot of people in the program that need to lose weight. Like, well, our goal is to lose weight. That's become a huge component to this, to this, mm-hmm. uh, the DDP yoga. But when he first started the program, it wasn't really like a weight loss thing. It was, it was, you know, that wasn't was the situation. Injury. Yeah. So we see yep. yeah. a lot of people, uh, you know, the skinny people who do this program, but it's kind of, you know, people don't really kind of focus on that component of it, but it's so true that like, you know, if you're skinny, you're going to get just as much of program out of this, except it's the biggest person that's doing it. And uh, there's a lot of people who are losing weight, and that's what a lot of dominates the message boards and the Facebook groups. Um, but it's still, you know, it, there's so many people who can get so much out of this um, who don't have a pound to lose. Yeah. And uh, Stacey, yeah. do we have any yeah. other questions? No, that's it with the questions. I did want to pass along one bit of good news, and, you know, what's been a really um, downer of a week is it's official. I am certified to teach L1 workout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened over the weekend. Thanks to, you know, nice. Yoga Doc and Travis, and, um, you know, it's just been really, what a process, but I, I've really learned so much from it, and very excited to be uh, on my way to teaching. Have you got Congratulations. a first class? Or, <laughs> have you got your first have classes I, organized? Or? No, not yet. No, uh, but I. That's the next one. Yeah, I'll. I'll, yeah, I'll um, I'm sure I'll be emailing you a few questions, but I want to start with small classes and one-on-one. Yep. Uh, and just in, inspire <laughs> others and and show show them that you know. It, it can be a really fun process, the workout. It's meant to be, especially when done in a group, you know, it's just there's a different energy. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Congrats, Stacey. You're going to be awesome. <laughs> Thank and you. Now, now it makes sense why we've been putting over Hayden every day for the past month. Someone's in, someone's in the black pocket of Stacey over there. Someone got the certification. <laughs> Hayden gets put over on the show every week. I see how things are working out. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a quick. I might suggest there, that tactic. Yeah, well, I was going to say, uh-huh. I might suggest that that, t- that tactic for you, man, because you've been in certification what twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> how much, how much yeah. is this going to cost me? <laughs> You're next, Mike. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but well, we, we just want to reiterate the whole. You know, it, what we've been talking about is really take. Take good care of yourself. Regulate the news. Eat well, you know. Eat, eat, eat enjoyably, but but healthy, and and communicate. You know, like what what we were all saying about Facebook and social media. Try to try to add more face to face communication to your life, because that that has yeah, such a huge benefit. There's no that's irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so th- those are those are some good strategies, I think, just for. Dealing with stress and and you know having a having a better life in general. Right, absolutely, that's that's a great point. And uh, we're going to wrap things up here uh, real quick. I just want to uh, Dallas Page is going to be in my neck of the woods uh, next month. Uh, Robert, you know Bambi Weevil from uh, Masters of the Ring Entertainment. She oh, does yeah. a bunch of conventions. Yes, in this area. 
Um, Dallas is going to be here down here uh, July 23rd. I told her I'd give a, a little love to the show. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, I would make him a trip over there to say hi and, and help TVP out with some stuff. Uh, Saturday, July 23rd, Masters of the Ring Entertainment. Dallas Page is going to be there making an appearance, signing autographs, making an in-ring appearance. Not wrestling, but he's going to be uh, making a little thing. A lot of big stars there, Jeff Jarrett, Kevin Nash, um, uh, just a Jeff, uh, just a ton of, of names. I've got the poster right here. I can't even name them all. Uh, but definitely check it out. Masters of the Ring Entertainment, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, the Coastline Convention Center. Our very own DDP uh, will be there live. So uh, you guys want to check that out. And it was a great show tonight. I think it was kind of important that this needed to be said um, because uh, you know sometimes we don't realize what we do to ourselves with these things. And it's kind of like a, a little, uh, you know, closing up a show. I recommend you look at uh, John Oliver's video from this past week where he talked about the tragedies because it was such a tragic event, and, and he put that out there and, and let everyone know the magnitude of the event. But he also pointed out the positivity that came from it and how people stepped up and how human beings stepped up. And I think it's really important in this day and age where we're constantly being barraged by the negativity to kind of look for the good in people. Sometimes it's hard, and there's a lot of just anger but if you actually look at the people stepping up and the people who, who really came out of the woodworks to help and make a difference, there's a lot of good in a lot of people. And I think people are inherently good. I think people do bad things, but I think humanity is, is good. And if we look for that good instead of seeking out the bad, I think that whole mindset will change. And uh, it will be healthy for us either way uh, mentally. So I hope you guys are well. well uh, Hayden. Oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Robert. I'll let you close. No, go ahead. Well, I was I was going to throw something in there along this, the way that that uh, the lines of what you you were saying about taking something positive out of it, and from what I've seen here in Orlando, and I think we we've, we've seen it in, in in all the different places where this has happened, is that um, people these these terrorist attacks and 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 these whatever you want to call them, there's different names for for different ones, but these these mass casualties, they don't. Bring, they don't bring us down. They don't. They don't destroy us. We always get stronger, and there's there's. It brings communities together in, in ways that that maybe they were never brought together before. Mm-hmm. So, if there is any kind of positive thing to 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 take from it, it's that. It's, it's the amount of love that that's shown afterwards, and how how people are always there for each other. I mean, in Orlando, um, there there were people in line for miles to give blood. Um, so it's just proof that these things, they, they can't bring us down, you know, and they always make yeah. us stronger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's more good than bad. I truly believe that. I truly believe it. Uh, and Robert, I hope, I hope that you, you know, get through this week. Okay. We're here for you and just take good care yeah, of yourself because you're right in the epicenter. So you really need to take extra good care of yourself. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's going to be crazy for a little while longer, I think. And and we send our love to you and everyone down in Orlando. And one asshole who stormed into a nightclub and took out and changed the lives of so many people is one asshole. And those people around the block who are standing there giving blood are a lot of good people willing to help out. And that one asshole is vastly outnumbered. So uh, take care. Yeah. And uh, hope you guys have a great week. Robert, be good. I'll talk to you this week. Uh, Hayden, thank you for coming on again. I know you're staying up late for these shows. We appreciate it. Um, no, very late it's my there. pleasure. And, my uh, pleasure. It's always great. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stacey, of course, thank you so much. 
And uh, until next week, remember to Thank love you, each other. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Love each other. Be good. Uh, and uh, look for the good. Look for the good. And never, ever, ever give yeah. up. See you guys. Bye. Kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! Oh! Diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond oh! Cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.